Ladies and gentlemen, legend in my spare time podcast. Legend of my spare time. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Legend in my spare time. Legend in my spare time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Loyal listener, you've probably been with us for a while now, and we really appreciate that. Well, I really appreciate that. If you've been listening for even years, how much do you really know about the history of Legend in My Spare Time podcast? Well, for starters, without today's guest, there would be no podcast. When I talk about legends in my spare time and how me and my musician buddies were running around being legends, literally, in our spare time, this guy was one of them. I looked up to him as a man and as a handsome son of a bitch, and literally, because he's huge, we had a long-running friendship, we had good times, we had bad times, we had fights, we had arguments, we did many podcasts together. He blessed many of the listeners with his very presence Uncle Joey in Iowa is probably getting a little hard right now. You know, when our original host Dave K sold us out and left us in the lurch, this man picked up the microphone, picked me up, and said, No, Matthew, I shall be your co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Reverend Damn Davies. Legend in Motherfucker. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much, man. How are you, my friend? I'm all right. I'm getting starting to get a little bit of cabin think. Yeah. How, um, how long have you been locked being down? cooped up? Uh, a bit more than a week now, I'd say, mm. or at least a week. Yeah, mm. that's that's long enough. Yeah, it is. But it, it isn't. But it is. If you yeah, I think it's yeah. Gonna oh be no, a it's yeah, I know. Oh man, this is gonna last. A while. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a couple more months for sure, and then the fallout will probably be like five years more yeah. than likely it's scary it's scary yeah well ladies oh, yeah, and gentlemen can... oh well, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it's going really well already um well, <laughs> it used to be that we were like super drunk by this point and that was the problem uh, yeah i don't know if that was the problem <laughs> no no you're no you're a comp- maybe complication is the word i meant now folks yeah why go why go all fancy and pretty because we never did back then You've heard his voice already. Long-time listeners will be no stranger to the Rev, that damn Davies, the man who probably got me in more trouble than any other friend, and I wouldn't have it any other way. The one, the only damn Davies is back in the house for legend in my spare time, baby. Oh, hallelujah. We <laughs> it's can been fin- a while. It has. We can it's- finally say once again, blessed art those that listen. That's right. That's right. We will. Lay down the sacrament. So 
in literal terms, when was the last year we did a show together? Like, oh shit, a decade ago, probably. Like it's cl- it's close to it, isn't it? Because the show's been yeah. going. Uh, the show just celebrated ten years in October, um, and you were in yeah. pretty much from the get go. Like right away, Dave K, as we always know, about started to disappear. Um, yeah, and I was just kind of looking for funny, handsome motherfuckers, and. Uh, find any of those so i found you rev davies <laughs> yeah hey. exactly i couldn't find any of them um yeah man it's wild the, the amount of memories that i don't have due to like you know mm-hmm. weed and booze but uh one memory i do have is i went on my balcony and i called you on the phone this is how old we are folks. i called this man on the phone um mainly because i kind of knew that you can't text with those big gorilla thumbs I have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. you do. Uh, so I called him up. Hey, man, look, I want you to co-host my podcast with me. And his exact words were, uh, I'm in, but I don't even really, really know what a podcast is, to be honest with you, Maddie. And I said, yeah, we just drink and talk shit into the microphone. And you were like, well, I can do that. Um, that's, that's what I do anyway. That's right. right. Uh, and we, uh, we had an awesome, we had a really great time with our bunch. I always think we did more episodes than we really did, but I think that's because so many of them were just a haze of, you know, uh, shenanigans and drunkenness. And we even did a couple where, you know, we didn't hit record. I remember those memories yeah. of, uh, <laughs> where we just did like a whole two hour show and we would sit there. You'd be going, you know, Maddie, I think that was a real good one. And I'd go, I didn't, yeah. hit, I didn't hit record Jeff. <laughs> That's a keeper. That's a keeper. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> oops, I didn't hit record Jeff. I knew I shouldn't have had that last spliff right before the show started. Yeah, yeah, that you kept in the guitar case. I remember that. That's right, my friend. That's how you got. Because you, you were, were, uh, you, you were supposed to stay away from it, right? Right. That's what. That was your old uh, conjugal agreement. Unfortunately, <laughs> I remember when you pulled out. I remember when you you opened it up, and you had uh, what else did you have in there? You had your you had your weed. They also had sourpuss of all things. <laughs> Do you remember this? No, not at all. You had sourpuss in there, and you're like, "Don't judge me! Don't judge me!" <laughs> <laughs> it helps me sleep. <laughs> which, which, of course, you judged me. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Of course, yeah. Of course, you did. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think I did a sermon on that. That it's important to judge people. Yeah, I think you did. I think a lot of your sermons, uh, Rev, for new listeners, Rev used to do a sermon each week, uh, which would kind of be like a. Stop being little bitches, you know, uh, gut check time. Most of them, I think, were aimed at me, to be honest with you. No, God. No, it was usually just people, because people are annoying, right? Just oh, yeah. in general. Uh-huh. Just in general. Mass, I uh, I tend to really dislike, you know, people. Um, yeah, just the general population yep. gets under my skin. So that's what it was. It was, th- you know, okay. Especially now in this day and age of the meme. Memes are, are like when you go on social media, that's all you see, right? Hardly do you see original content. No. Um, and, but even before the meme game was so big, it was it, all of the little, the little, like the don't judge me ones. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it put me through the roof after a while. Yeah, because you're a, you're a so. grumpy guy at best of times. You were grumpy before memes existed, so <laughs> social media must just be fucking your day up. But we were both really grumpy. I think that's why we got along so well. Yeah, um, absolutely. We yeah. could commiserate together. Yeah, and I can always remember you used to kind of like get me upset or get me angry just to see me kind of go off on one, and I would never catch it like- until it was too late. Yeah, I do like, I did enjoy, I, I still would enjoy poking the bear. Just to hear your yell is great. You're one of the few people that can go from zero to a hundred. <laughs> um, 
and in, and in, and in such a hilarious way. I uh, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy watching the show. Uh, yeah. Well, the worst part is for me, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to be serious and everyone's giggling. It's frustrating. I'm like, yeah. I'm like the little George Costanza of the group. <coughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's totally a Costanza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some folks won't know what that is, but some folks are morons. Now I want to quickly, quickly just jump back. We met back in the days of the, everyone knows it now, the, the, the boathouse era. Um, oh yes, and uh, it, it's literally now the the place that the place of like stories, you know, and it's all Ugh. just old drunk stone musicians now going. I remember the boathouse man; the walls were gold, man, and everybody got free beer because you know you over remember these beautiful things and make them so much bigger. But this place was oh, incredible. Yeah. This place was phenomenal, and that's where I met you. You walked in, yes. this tall, handsome-looking motherfucker, and then all of a sudden you're on the stage with a giant drum, one of the biggest drums I've ever seen, with a canoe around your neck and a pair of sunglasses on, and I'm thinking, that's my no, motherfucker. No, I never right wore there. sunglasses. Mo- yes, you did. Like the big- not inside. No, 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 no. Not- when I say sunglasses, I mean like the Halloween costume sunglasses. Oh, oh I, I know exactly what you're talking Thank about you. now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The very first night yes. I saw you, you had these giant glasses yeah. sung stupid sunglasses on something you'd wear for like a stag party or something uh and they you were just, big elvis uh, yeah. big elvis style sunglasses there you yes go. and they're oversized yes and now were you playing with andy at this time either way you do it must have been andy at the time ak yeah yeah it would have been for sure and yeah man. we all meet these tuesday night incredible boathouse made of dreams nights um and some, as you folks can see some of those friendships still exist here today in 2020 who would have absolutely it? Who nobody would have thought that I don't think. Um, no hell no. But that's hell how we no. That, that was a magical place, man. And yes, yeah, so many people came together and, and you know cross pollinated music and and yeah different musical relationships especially. Oh, was unbelievable. That was the that was the beauty of the boathouse was that that was the that was the pub that all the all the musicians went to watch all the other musicians play at right yeah. like. So many beautiful things came out of there. Yeah, unbelievable. Like we can't. It's it's. You, you'll know because you have as many memories as I do. We can't do it justice with our words. Um, no, God, no. Because people will never it, get the full level, and I don't think we did either until we look back all these years later and go, "Wow!" Because at the time we just yeah. thought that's the spot, that's where I'm going. But you look back, yeah. and, man, that was an incredible time for everyone involved. Oh, for sure. There's, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, and I came late to the game too. So, like I. I hadn't been, I'd been living in uh, KW for quite a while and, uh, and I'd sort of given up on music for maybe five years or so. Um, and, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I went there and I got to know you. I got to know Dave K. There was big love was in the mix. I met Andy through Dave K there. It was uh, actually, I knew big love. That's how we started going was I worked with him. Right. We, we were, uh, we were dirtbag salesmen. I think uh, I, I think you, you, you'd appreciate this. Is we, you know, what we were fucking selling was uh, direct energy. Do you remember that scam? I think yeah, I think I do. For for us, it wasn't a scam. For us, it was a job. I I actually believed in the product at the time. Right. Until I started hearing the horror stories about people getting locked into these contracts and not being able to uh, to get out. Right. Um. And and oh yeah. So anyways, yeah. Me and Big Love, were uh, we were salesmen together there. We just drive around, smoke cigarettes, drink beer, and then go from business to business. It was a good time. 
Yeah, you are one of the men that can put away more beers than anyone I've ever seen in my life. That uh, that was you. Um, you know, maybe maybe the old the old Matt Lewis, of course, legendary, would be able to do that with the, with the Mary J. But you did it with the booze, my friend. You could just keep drinking and keep drinking. Um, and uh, you know, you you may not be co- cognizant and 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 quote unquote awake anymore, but you'll keep drinking and you're yeah. down. And if someone gives you a drum, you'll fucking play. Um, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, a drummer, a harmonica. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter what state I'm in. I can usually put something together that uh, isn't that bad. Anyways, I mean, I've heard a lot worse. Well, from sober people. <laughs> that's a glowing review, I guess, isn't it? I've heard a lot worse. You know, um, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Now we'll, well let's, we'll talk in a minute about how we started yeah. playing in bands together because we uh, I I joined on to you with the Sally Chancer and we started hosting gigs together and open mics yeah man which led to lots of hilarity between a couple of dudes who fucking hate people uh, and a prima donna musician we won't say which one's which there's no need to point fingers <laughs> um, and then uh, but so recently I had this gig I did it right here in a beautiful little venue locally it was a cancer research fundraiser um, yeah and you get in there and the opening band well the first band had you know there's loads of people up there like seven eight people um yeah and uh they're jamming it's like mixture of ages too the singer was a younger girl but the the, the guitar players are all older gentlemen the drummer etc anyway so they finished their set so be it uh then these kids go up they're all 15 years old this band that opened for me quote unquote opened for me see we don't need yeah. to know which one was the prima donna musician um so <laughs> the uh as these kids are playing, and you know what? I did not sound anywhere near as good as these kids when, when I was 15, nor nor did we sound as good when we started playing either. You know what I mean? Like, they're good. They're talented kids. Yeah. They sound really good. And uh, one of the one of the musicians from the first band, an older gentleman, must be 60s, uh, walks up to me when I'm on the sitting at, standing at the bar waiting for my turn, and he says, are you playing after these gentlemen? And I said, yeah, man. And he's like, well, I hope you're better than them because they're shit. Oh, and you dug what they were doing. Yeah, and I was like, no, they're, I said, no, they're not, man. They're pretty good. I said, could you play like that when you were 15? And he was like, well, <coughs> if I don't like you, I'm going to throw things at you. <laughs> like, and deadpan, right? Like, straight-faced. And of course, yeah. because I've had the training of the Boathouse days, I'm used to shit like this, man. Boathouse was downtown yeah. Kitchener. And for people who get that reference, they'll know I was fine with this. So I said, hey, man, tell you what. Give me, give me one or two songs. Give me five minutes. And if you're not happy, you do whatever you want. And he was like, he just kind of stared at me for a second and was like, all right, I will. And he just went and sat down. So uh, <laughs> we started the set. I started the set and uh, played a couple of like bluesy, upbeat numbers. And, and again, prima donna. And you know I can also be kind of spiteful when it comes to these kind of things. And I might. Oh, yeah. We- you have the mic, man. Right. You're in control, brother. So I might end up directing songs directly at people for being mean or whatever, right? So first couple of tunes were just aimed at getting this dude going. I did a Herbie Hancock tune, and I did a cover of Fever. And right away, yeah. he was bopping his head, swinging his shoulders, and I was like, I got this motherfucker now. So yeah. That was just fun, you know. And then uh, halfway through the set, he then got grumpy and kind of was doing the cut it off under his, under his uh, chin motion. Yeah. Uh, so I looked at him and I was like, hey, what's your problem now? You want me to stop? And he shook his head, yes. And I said to the crowd, hey, this guy wants me to stop. And some voice from the back went, fuck him, he's a dick. Yeah, nice. And I thought, oh, that's, yeah. That's how it goes, man. Yeah. You, these these audience members sometimes, it's weird, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I believe that when you're in the audience, when somebody is in the audience, they, they truly want you to do a good job. No one wants to go and see a bad show. Right. 
And I think, but every once in a while you get these, uh, I don't know, quote unquote, like aficionados or, you know, music experts. And they're the biggest douchebags around. They don't play. They just, you know, or even if they do play to be like that is just, is it's just, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. I can remember guys being kind of like, you know, that, um, that you're supposed to be playing a G seven there, not a G. Uh, oh yeah, and you just look oh, at him going, "Shut the fuck up." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you know you know who does that the worst are just pure guitarists. I have a thing against pure guitarists, guys who don't don't sing, they don't do anything, they just play the notes, right? Or they or or they shred maybe or whatever. They just learn but, radio head uh, tabs. Yeah, you know, they just, they're so into it. And yeah, they're so concerned about the exact, you know, how it's written. But if I go, Matt, if I go to see you, I'm not going to go see, I, I, I'm not there to see fucking somebody trying to be Radiohead. I want to see Matt Lee's, you know, reimagining a Radiohead song. Right. That's, that's, that's entertainment, right? Just getting up there and doing some musical fucking karaoke is garbage, man. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I know. And I think I got it, you know, all those years ago, you were part of, you were one of the key people that helped me learn to just play around, play it loose and do your interpretation, your interpretation of it rather than having to learn it exactly, you know, because I could have gone the other way and had to thought I had to learn everything exactly. But jamming with guys like you, it was learned that, you know, you can kind of loosen the reins a little bit and enjoy the songs and jam them and medley them. And, you know, I definitely got all my yeah. medleying from you and fucking AK for sure. Uh, yeah. He, he was really talented at that. Yeah. Definitely. And he was for sure. So we, we played a little while, a little while together all around in the Sally Chancer. And I'm pretty sure we got yeah. where you told me I wasn't allowed to talk between songs because I was getting chopsy with people. <laughs> you would get a little grumpy for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm trying to remember back then. Like, I just want, I just wanted to play with my friends. You know what I mean? Andy was a little bit more, um, you know, oh, you know, he's got to be in on every song and blah, blah, blah. And eh, I was just like, let's just play. So yeah, behind the scenes there, without your knowledge, there was some back and forth that, uh, that I, I wasn't happy about either. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, uh, I, I thought you were doing just fine. You know what I mean? And the more we played, the more, the more, the more you would mesh, right? Because you did on, on the songs that you knew, it was boom, there's some lead guitar action or there's some of this and that, you know, like the, the, the flavor that you, you brought to the table mm -hmm. was excellent. But we had, we had like shit, 400 songs in our, uh, in our repertoire that we could drop into and we didn't ever make set lists. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like in a way, the cards were a little stacked against you there um, in, in, in the way that how could you, how the fuck could you know all 400 of our songs, including originals and stuff like that, that no. it, it was, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted to start doing set lists. I would try, I tried a couple of times Andy really, he didn't like that idea. He wanted to just always go off the cuff. Cause that's exciting too. I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, but it was a good time while it lasted for sure. Oh, it definitely was. I mean, it was a, yeah, it was a time where obviously, cause I always used to just sign it, kind of put some Matt Lee's on it. I never learned all these covers that everyone else learned. So I was kind of just picking up on it. But again, we're all yeah. like, we're all young dudes that trying to, trying to make a say in music. I think it's a hard yeah. time to stick three dudes together and try to get them along. Um, it's even harder to have a third guy join a group of two that are already a unit. You know what I mean? So I told Yeah, we, 
yeah, we had already been at it for shit five years, four years Something. by that time. So it was so. Yeah. So, but we had some good nights with open mics, which were interesting. Uh, Damn right. I remember one specific night I got super grumpy was when we were hosting. We were playing before a karaoke night. Do you remember this thing at the the country bar? Yeah, yeah. And then they tried to get us to stop early because they wanted to start the karaoke. Um, yeah. And I kind of went for it a little bit, and that was one of the times where you were like, "Yo, shut up, man. We're getting paid. Just, just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up." Yeah. I was like, "But we're supposed to play till nine, Jeff. We're supposed to play yeah. till nine. Yeah. It's eight forty, Jeff." Like now, I'd be like, "Yo, we still getting paid?" You'd be like, "Yeah." I'd be like, "Cool, man. Shit." Yeah, exactly. Let's put Easy this in money. your car. Yeah, let's put this in your car. Shit. But back that then, place. I, yeah. What is that place? Oh, now? that. It's it's the same. It's the same. Um, you know, I I think actually there's a a new guy who they, they they've remodeled kind of how they do music because that was the early. It was strictly karaoke before that, and uh, we were on the cusp. Of, like we, me and Andy actually started the the music scene in there like uh we were one of the very first bands to ever be booked there um under that management Mm -hmm. and it's only and it's you know it's been up and down but they've they've grown now to the point where it's actually it's a music venue it's still karaoke it's still like after 11 karaoke which is an odd thing to wrap your head around you know that i'm opening for fucking karaoke but uh but it works for them that's their business model works for them they're making the students happy so whatever right like yeah. I, it's uh again it's an it's an easy payday but they, they they're better now because we didn't make we weren't making fuck all for money there i sold oh, us no. really short and uh it was tuesdays yada 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 i should have fought for more money but yeah i don't know i didn't i was kind of young at that game too right like yeah. trying to doing the negotiating Plus that that literally people don't know if they didn't live there. That KW music scene at that time was fucking super competitive. And if you push too hard for money, they would just get the next guy in to do it for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, who I I remember I got really fired up. It was Tim. Tim uh, had, Van Boss. Yeah, his name on this show is Dick Van Douche, right? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Tim Van Boss. Yeah. Yeah, but he I remember he was in. Uh, he had started a group and he. He was offering like a show for free. He he would do he would do one for free, and if you like it, then book me, sort of thing. And it's like, well, why would they ever book you if you're giving it away for free? Yeah, you're 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 devaluing everything to do with music. That that drove me insane. I was like, you have to get something. Everyone needs to have skin in the game, right? That's right. And and uh, yeah, and venues venues can be pretty sleazy, right? So. To get like yeah, you, you have to demand money. That's and I think that's a big and, lesson. We either learned it together, but I definitely learned it from you because I would have been the guy that would have played for free just because I love to play. And you were one of the first ones yeah. to teach me like, no nah, man, they got to fucking pay you, you know something. Yeah. If it's dinner and twenty five bucks, value yourself at something because if you don't, you're you're worth nothing. Ex- absolutely, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I. Uh, uh, well, that, that's that's my years in sales, and I had read a couple books on uh, on just just how to make money that way, right? How to make money with music, and uh, and it were and it was true though, because you would you'd get these fucking guys that would go out there, and and they oh yeah I'll do it for free once or ah, give me a break. And they'd man. undercut gigs already booked. We won't name any, but you and I specifically had gigs sniped from us, if you remember. Oh yeah. 
because you would, folks, you would, you know, you'd have like a general chat on a Tuesday night. It was like the business meeting for all the local musicians. Basically, we'd all hang out. We'd get drunk together. Everyone would jump yep. up and do their quick little set, and you talk to each other. And I can remember yes. you and I would be drunk, and we'd mention to some musician like, "Oh yeah, we're doing um, the Irish bar downtown on this day, and we're getting two hundred bucks." And then next thing you know, yeah. a musician that was standing next to you on the patio is that same night at that same venue for one fifty. Yeah. You know, and you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, come on, snakes. Yeah, undercutting you. Uh, oh, exactly. But those guys, the guys that did that, they weren't really worth much anyways. As far, like, you know, it, it, from what I remember, they were they were trying to claw their way in, which I, I respect, but the, the they were pushing was subpar. That's right. why they would do that, right? They knew that. That's right. We knew that. And, and the venues ended up knowing that too. So, yeah, you can claw one or two from us and – that's going to be your one or two. That's going to be your claim to fame. You'll be telling your grandkids about that where we had, we actually had like careers going, you know, like it was a, it was a, it was a permanent part-time job for me. You know, when I was out, you know, two or three weekends a month banging on that drum for four or five hours and walking away with money in my pocket. Right. Like I, that, that was, uh, it was good. It helped. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it funded us, right? Like that, that money went to my car. It went to, you know, all the important things in life. Yeah, beer. <laughs> beer. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's supplies, right? Yeah, Sustenance. Yeah. I do remember evenings, though, where, you know, I think maybe KD would come to us and go, okay, man, your pay is 100 bucks, but you drank 130 bucks worth of beer. Uh, and yeah. you'd think, ah, oh, fuck, here's 30 bucks. Yep. But he would he would still slide you something. Yeah, you never walked out of there. Like I, I remember, Andy always uh, dealt with uh, Kev, and uh, and I and I would hear the deal sometimes, or, or Andy would just be like, "Oh, I don't know, he'll pay us at the end," because he wasn't he wasn't business minded at all when it came to it. That's why I had to take over, and uh, and 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 basically, well, or just give him guidelines. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to book us, we're a two piece. So our minimum is like 300 bucks, right? Our minimum is 300. And if we can go up from there, then we will. Like let's let's keep an eye on the on the on the crowd and the draw and you know, are people stay are are we holding people? Cuz yeah, like we we didn't have huge followings, but what we did is we would go into a, a pub and we would we would own that pub and then anyone who was there would come back when we were back, right? You remember like yeah. the Flanagan's the Flanagan's days? Those were some of the that, greatest gigs I've ever played in that little pub, man. They were amazing. Yeah. I I the the management there and they were so supportive. And I think and you're they, right. It took us that month, like that whole summer to build that up, right? Yep. And it was us every or whoever it was, or whatever version of us, quote unquote, every yep. weekend. And then by the second summer it was packed in that place and you couldn't get in it and the patio was full too. Oh yeah, I still get I still get people from a decade ago. Easy, uh, you know, firing me a message. Hey, are you guys still playing? Are you doing this? Can I book you? And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. That's that was a decade ago. Yeah. We've been done for six years now. Yeah. So it's great. We used to have such such good times. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we used to play the, the 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 country, the karaoke bar, and it would be rammed yep. with students, and the dance would be packed. Um, and I remember we'd play where there'd be fucking nobody too. Yeah, uh, not a person. Um, and I remember doing gigs where the owners would try to screw us out of money. Uh, you know, never yes. a lot, never a lot locally. Like KW was overall was pretty good, you know. But when we would kind of these, as I say, you were the you were the business side of it, so you'd book us sometimes in with respect some bum fuck towns. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Sometimes I thought we were going to die. We'd be driving to this place and think, where the fuck is he taking us? Those were the ones that paid the best, though. I know. The, the You know, the hole in the wall out in the middle of rural Ontario, um, the, the, the crowds were always the most appreciative, even as scary as they were. Oh, yeah. Um, they were, you know, at the end, you'd have people buying you drinks or you'd get tips. That was always the best, too. They know yeah. you're getting paid, but they would tip you, you know, give each of us 20 bucks or something. It was yeah, cool. Yeah. And we take buttons and stuff and sell them to people, or I would anyway, out of my stinky All sorts guitar of case. Um, you know, if there's a strip club on the way to the venue, you're probably going to get paid pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you, me, and uh, that one. Remember, we did uh, we did a show on Woodstock. You, me, and John Hill. Um, remember, I built it as the three wellies because we're all right. of Welsh descent. Right. You're the only real wellie. Right. But, uh, yeah, that was a good night, too, actually. But he, that was an owner who tried to stiff us on cash, too. Yeah. So was that the so, one? Remind me a little more on that. But that was the, did we all three of us stand up and take, me and John took turns doing tunes as well? Is that how that, that yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. In right. the pool hall. Right. It and was it was, pool there, hall. there weren't many people there. No, God, no. It was dead. Like it was like it nobody, was, right? Just like guys playing pool and us. With Leezy yeah. up there doing a Snoop Dogg cover on an acoustic with fucking Jeff hammering it away on a fucking conga drum. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. The jumbe. When I, dude, when I get, you know, when I can get into it, man, like, oh, yeah, I hoot and holler behind you. That was a great time, man. You know, we sounded good. And if you're into us, you'd be into yeah. us. But if you just walked into the room and saw us playing, you would have been like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. It, some, you know, a lot of people, sometimes people just don't get it. Right. Like, yeah. like people that, that aren't, I don't know. They just don't have an appreciation for live music. They, they just don't get it when they, when they come in and they see, yeah, a couple of white guys doing Snoop Dogg or, or, or no diggity or whatever. And they, they just don't get it. And, no. and that's kind of funny too. Right. Like to me, I don't know, because I, I'm able to people watch. I'm always watching the crowd when we're playing. Oh, me too. And that's, that's, that's half the fun, isn't it? Yeah, man. What was it? Oh, the, at the uh, the karaoke bar. I don't know if you were there the night I was doing a show, and uh, I, I literally kicked a woman off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, these fuckers! I don't get it. Why would they? Why? Why do they feel that they, that they're entitled to come up on the stage or to do whatever? But she was super drunk and super close to the uh, the speaker stand, and she kept bumping into it. And it was, it's all connected to the PA and she was just too close, sloppy with her beer. And, uh, I had asked her nicely, like, Hey, you got to get off. You got to get off. And then, and I don't know, she did something. She hit the stand and it started wobbling and I, I had just had enough. So yeah, with my John base strapped on, I just casually walked over and hoofed her square in the back. <laughs> But the fucking the bouncers should have been doing their job, right? Yeah. Oh, everyone, yeah. everyone plays a part. There's there's many a night where you had to become bouncer. Oh, and oh yeah. Sometimes Very mid set. Often. Sometimes mid set too. You know, as you just said. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was uh, me and Sean Stockholm almost got into a brawl at uh, the uh, Molly Blooms. On do you, did you ever play there? Yes, I'm, yeah, yeah, on um, Fairview, Fairway, Fairview. Yeah, oh, God, that was a hole. Oh, That yeah. was a horrible, oh. As you, as you go in, the stage was the back left corner, right? You walk in the doors, and the mm. furthest back left is where the stage was. Yeah, but, yeah, so that was, that in some ways, I think when the circus room closed, 
a lot of the overflow or the people that were left, you know, uh, without a place to go, if the Cirque's room was your jam, <laughs> they, they needed a place to go. And yeah, they went there and it was horrible. So what happened to you in Stockholm? Now, Stockholm is a longtime friend uh, and he's a yeah. guest on this upcoming season of my podcast, Matt Lee's Gets Creative, uh, where we talked about his, his, his getting into songwriting and his or, uh, origins around the boathouse and his album that he recently yeah. released. Anyway, to get sidetracked. But please tell me about you and him getting in a brawl because I would love to see that. Oh, it was, I don't know. We were, we were playing our set and, uh, and, and there was, there was a, a pretty waitress and she was surrounded. Like there, there must've been four or five guys and, uh, they, they were, they were, they looked kind of threatening. I don't know. And she was trying to kick them out, but they weren't going. And, uh, there was no bounce. There were, there was no bouncer at this time. Um, for some reason that place, which needed bouncers, didn't have bouncers. I think that there had been some sort of kerfluffle with money or something like that. and Or maybe just licensing. I think it was a licensing thing. Anyways, yeah, no, me and Sean spotted it. And and yeah, we, we uh, I walked over with my jambe. I, actually, I just took my jambe off and walked over. And then uh, and then Sean finished the song and then he came to back me up. And I love that he finished know, just, the song, my boy. Yeah, yeah, he finished the song. <laughs> I, I think I said to him on the, on the over, like, you know, <laughs> just keep an eye out. And, uh, and yeah, I know things almost got really ugly. And then there was a patron and yeah, I know I, I, uh, I put just the palm of my hand on one guy's, uh, he was getting a little heated and I put my, the palm of my hand on his chest and just told him to just, you better, you better cool it, man. Yeah. You just better cool it or you're going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> because hey, that, people who know, you know, you're a teddy bear. Oh yeah. You yeah. also you have that switch that goes to like evil mode. Um and that's when you become like oh, a grizzly bear. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's uh Well, it's it's if I don't know, I I get nervous and then uh and then cuz nobody really likes to get hit. So <laughs> that's it, it if my adrenaline starts to go and then then yeah, absolutely. Then uh then it can be then it can be just no time. Absolutely. And and there's certain certain triggers that that just make me see red, right? So that's uh, these guys kind of picking on the waitress. I think it was she was just trying to get the money out of them for the bill, and they were you know arguing and getting feisty. Somebody had turned over a chair, and it was uh, you know like, and they're picking on this you know petite waitress. That uh, yeah, that definitely. Uh, I, I I was I was I was fighting the urge just to go and scrap, you know. Yeah, that's you, what I that, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, you definitely are the pick on someone your own size kind of guy. Yeah, I don't pick on anybody. No, yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, you'd rather go and say, "Hey, why don't you leave? Why don't you leave the lady alone?" Even if you are talking yeah. about me or Dave K being picked on, <laughs> you know, you come over. Why don't you leave the lady alone? I'm yeah, not a lady, exactly. Jeff. <laughs> I'm a man. That is exactly what I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't you leave the lady alone? Oh. And what yeah, was the man. one? Was it One Eyed Jacks, the the real dirty bar? Yeah, yeah, that was another hole in the wall. Yeah, uh, we made some good money at that place and had some incredible nights. I love that. Oh yeah, I remember it well because we we hosted open stage there. That's where the 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 great uh, competition between you and uh, Dave K came up. That's right, the great Canadian love off. We'll call it now. Yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic, man. He you he had. Uh, big love in his corner and i was sitting right beside you i think it was after we had even shut 
we had oh, yeah. shut off the PA and moved out to the deck. That's right. Because it was such a nice evening. Yeah. And so Dave, we were all acoustic. Yeah. And Dave Kay and I were back and forth, handing the guitar back and forth, singing love yep. songs to each other, essentially in a game of chicken to see who would tap out first. Yeah. Who could go the farthest? That's right. And, and yeah, you absolutely, at the end of it, you won. You won with uh, Sinead O'Connor, I, I think is the one that you did. Was it that or was it Your Body is a Wonderland? Ooh, I know that you did both. I think I closed it out with the right hand, which is your body is a wonderland, and that's when he tapped out. Um, yeah, but it was yeah, like he a, couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it was like a rap battle, though. You're right, because Big Love was kind of in his corner, bigging him up. You were in mine. Yeah. Uh, there was a circle of people watching, probably at two in the morning. Um, and uh, what a time! Oh, that was a blast, man. And if Dave K would ever but, man up and respond, we could do another one. But he's frightened. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, he lost, right? I mean, he's probably a little, uh, a little gun shy now. Yeah, you know. He, yeah, he did. He did get demolished. By the end, he, yeah, yeah, he didn't have the the repertoire of love songs that you do, though. That's true. I think that's true. I think, I think he might have done. I, one of you guys did. I know. I know that you guys more than words was in there. I think. Oh, that was him for sure. Yeah, I remember. And then the other one by Mister Big, which what is the song? It's the same, similar kind of like uh, strumming pattern. Um, damn, it's not more than words, but it's uh, it, it was like the panty removing song of the eighties, right? right? Right. If if you played this song, to be with you, All right. I'm the that's the one. Yeah, that and that. Uh, yeah, so he had that down. I remember that. Yeah, panty removing songs. And I remember They're I did important. "Hero" by whatever it was, Iglesias, and, and you know. Julio, yeah. Julio. <laughs> oh. oh, Enrique. Enrique. That's right. Enrique. So, Julio's yeah. the dad, yeah. All right, we had a, yeah, <laughs> that was a good time. We had a great night. We had many a good gig, many a good evening when we were uh, playing music and co-hosting a podcast together. Oh, God, yeah, that was amazing, dude. That was amazing. I, uh, yeah, and uh, probably, I, it probably would have never stopped, but I, uh, I had some personal things going on with my, uh, my marriage at the time. Yeah. And, uh, that, you know, once, once that started, like, yeah, my, uh, my head just wasn't in the, in the right space anymore. No. And I ended up in a different country. So, so. and well, yeah, you, you ended up having a, a relationship breakdown as well. So <laughs> much, much more dramatic, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But Hey, it all worked out as, as blue skies in the end. You know. Absolutely. I, mean, well, I, I wish you. I wish you were still around, dude. Like, uh, I don't. I, I know. I think you said you're trying to put together uh, a bit more than just a solo act. You're trying to put together a bit of a band, right? Yeah. Right now, or, as of right now, I'm working in a trio. Um, nice. It's slow going, but we're getting there. We're working on some cool covers, and I'm teaching them some of my stuff. Um, the bass yeah. player Steve is bringing some stuff. He's written as well. Um, so it's early days, and of course, right now the UK is on lockdown. So technically yeah. so uh, we ain't jamming right now but yeah we are working on a little something yeah good which would be exciting i don't know i'm still playing yeah solo. i don't know about you i like since uh since me and sean uh parted ways um and and amicably like all all in you know it was just time yeah um because we were the pollinators for what four or five years um but uh i've been trying to put something together and man, musicians are a flighty fucking bunch. Oh yeah. Holy shit. You know, like, and, and so I had, a, I had this cellist and we were doing auditions 
I don't know if you've done auditions before, like no. just trying to see if someone, no. Well, cause I, you know, I'm percussion and harmonica and, and I got a slew of other things that I'll bang and play, but, and she was a cellist. So we just needed someone to sing and play guitar. Boom. And we will back you up and it'll sound beautiful with the cello. But, uh, some of the, man, we had a meth head come the one time, <laughs> uh, no word of a, Oh my God. Man, this was awesome. Like he was just the worst. That he had no, no rhythm, no time. You could tell he would he, he would just get high on math and go and sit on a street corner and just do this weird, like off awful. It was just awful. The rhythm, everything. Um, but he said all the right things in the ad, right? Right. So we had him come, but he, in between, he kept telling us how he was the uh, he was like the president of Tent City. So, and everyone thinks it's this other guy, but no, I am running Tent City. I run that with Bill or Bob or whoever. <laughs> and he was, it was just unbelievable. I don't even think that there is a Tent City around here. I don't know where all the, where all the homeless people go or all the crack addicts, but uh, I don't know, maybe under a bridge somewhere. Maybe that's music for you folks. That's how you end mm. up sometimes with guys like that turning up. Yeah, well, that would have been who uh, John, John Frusciani probably at one point from the the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, yeah, he kind of went uh, off the rails. I think we've all had our lost summer where we went off the rails. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, uh, hope, hopefully it's moderate. You know, like it's just weed or alcohol or maybe mushrooms. You know, that'd be a good uh, summer lost. But That's right. uh, <laughs> you start getting into mess with their skin falling off oh my god yeah we've lost many a summer <laughs> to booze my friend oh yeah oh, many a night absolutely now i can remember some of my favorite memories you may not think this but are when we did our day of man work uh, where we worked for that dude uh that had hired you to you know do some we did some yard work for him we moved some furniture for him uh yeah. we did a couple of days like that and those are some of my favorite we just kind of like chuckled all day you know oh yeah uh, and this is the guy who made us help him move a fridge, the karate yes. who, in an indirect way, called me fat, if you'll remember. I do remember that. You were a little portly at the time. Well, yeah, I was, but this motherfucker didn't have to point it out. He's already paying <laughs> no. me. He's already paying me in cash to carry a fridge yeah. down his stairs. He knows I'm low. You don't have to kick me while I'm down, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a bit of a dick. But it was something like a thing about a reference about getting some exercise, and he looked at like my stomach and looked at me and said, "You could use it," or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. He it wasn't a kind comment. Mother, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. The fuck did I do to him? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why people open their mouths sometimes when they shouldn't. Like you know, you're just starting something. <laughs> yeah. At least I behaved like, myself because I was representing you. Yeah, yeah, you went red in the face for about five minutes. Yeah, and, but that might mean because you were yeah. making me lift a fucking fridge too, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a heavy. That was a big ass fridge. It was like an industrial sized one. I remember yeah. that. You had to leave and go and buy like some shoulder straps or something to move this fucking thing. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the. I, I forget what they're called. They were the you know the invention of the year like twenty years ago, and they're just straps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we had a good time for sure. That was, uh, that was, I ran my own business for what, about a decade then. Yeah, we had fun, man. We really loved it. Yeah. I had a good time. We did a couple days together. Yeah, man. Well, that it was nice that you were available to come and help. Um, every once in a while, yeah, I would run into things where I just needed an extra set of hands. 
I couldn't offer you like 40 hours a week because, or, or else I would have, right. I would have been like, yeah, come and work with me. Um, I, I, I recently got back into, uh, I'm just contracting now. So no, no, no actual employer. I am my employer. I think, uh, in your current state, you, it might be something for you to think about. Yeah, my current fucking tossed out like a bag of trash state. You never know. Um, yeah, man. Well, you know, like, listen, I'll tell you, I learned that lesson, you know, 25 years ago when my dad, after 36 years at the same plant, you know, got laid off because they were moving the plant to the states, right? So, yeah, fuck John Deere, by the way. But uh, anyways, it, it was... You know, so he had to go into early retirement because that's the only way that that, that made the most sense monetarily. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can't. And, and it's only gotten worse since then, since 25 years ago, where we're only a number in a plant. Or if if you're a plant worker, it, but it could be anywhere, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was in my it's, place. I would, let's not bring the mood down, but I was at my place four and a half years. Yeah. And I wasn't even told by my boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of world we're living in. But you know yeah. what? There's enough negativity recently. Oh yeah. I wanted to ask you some of your favorite podcast memories. I mean, we had some we went to fucking uh, Toronto's home field for the MLS, remember? And had no business yeah. being there. Remember that chick thought we were legit journalists? Oh yeah, man. I love that. That was, was amazing. that was a riot. Yeah, yeah. Uh Timmy Light got us uh That's got right. us into that. Yeah. He was he was the contact. Now I, I don't know what 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 were his credentials? Because was he playing that game? Yeah, it was I like can't... a celebs versus whatever game. <coughs> Musicians yeah. versus agents or something. And a band that he had been in in Toronto at some point had ended up on the registration list. And she just kind of never took him off. So she kept asking him to do the gigs or play the football yeah, game. Yeah, okay. Which is great. I, yeah. Oh, I'm, how sweet is that? Yeah, because he wasn't even, he hadn't been playing for years. No. Um and there he is as a, as a D-list uh, celebrity running around with uh, V's from Much Music. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you remember she brought us out on the field and she was like, you guys hang out here. Yeah. And we were right beside Much Music. And then I remember you said something like, I think she thinks we're a bigger deal than, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Tim really a- oversold us here. Yeah. No, that was awesome, man. That was a good time. I All of that kind of stuff. There were, We did a lot. Of, I... I it's hard to like narrow down. I, uh, I should have prepared for this, uh, this, this, this recording a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, no, there were so many good times. Every time was a good time, right? Regardless of what we were doing. Yeah. Do you remember calling, was- calling Milad? Yeah. I recently listened to that. It's so uncomfortable, I- isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Cause you put it out, uh, on one of the, All one the- of the more recent. Yeah. The 10th right? anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and then, it's yeah, so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, because we were with that that kid. What was his name? Uh, Vickers was his J. last V. name. JV Gravy. JV Gravy. Yeah, because remember he was uh, he was having a hard time uh, closing the deal with ladies. <laughs> right. And <laughs> remember, and then and then we had a show at Saint. I think it might have even been a Saint Patty's Day, but it was a packed show at uh, the karaoke place. And remember, we lined him up with that girl who kept showing up. She kept flashing her boobs all night long, right? To the to the stage, and she was she was just looking for anybody. She was anybody's girlfriend that night. Oh, and uh, I don't think it was Gravy then, because Gravy was married. Was he? No, I'm sure he was, because I'm sure he made a joke once about his Christmas tree being up in April because his wife was a fat, lazy bitch or something. 
Like, I'm sure he didn't mean it, and I don't mean it either. I just remember <laughs> no. it was one of those times he had the whole room laughing hysterically. Oh, wow. Okay. But I do remember I, the chick at that bar flashing somebody, and we were trying to set her up with somebody. Uh, who, she, I, I was it not, was, was it not Maddie that worked at me with me at the radio station? Remember him? Yes, that's who it was. Because you, you admit you were always trying to get him to get a chick, and he was always like too frightened to go for anything. Remember? Yeah. And we were on stage watching this chick pour herself all over him, just dying she laughing. Was, oh yeah, she was throwing herself at anybody, and like, like I, I think it started with me and Andy, yeah, because she'd, uh, I was, I was playing, and yeah, she was doing whatever, and I, and I gave her the sign, like, hey, show me, show me your boobs, and she did. <laughs> And I was like, "Whoa, that's awesome!" Yeah. So every 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 song, at least once, I'd be like, "Okay, do it again." And she would. And yeah, well, of course, who doesn't like seeing breasts, especially you know, and uh, and and they they were uh, they were lovely to look at. Um, and yeah. I remember thinking, like, so yeah, once once I shot her down, and I think Andy shot her down, which is a surprise. Um, and. Uh, but I think his girlfriend was there at the time too. Maybe I'm not. I can't quite remember that. But uh, yeah, and then and but then then and then I think she came on to you, but you you declined, and uh, yeah, because it was it was Van Boss that had brought her. That's right. And he Van so, Boss bought her for Ma- bought her. Yeah. Oh my God! No, he brought her along um, for Maddie Boy. <laughs> yeah, he might have bought her. I don't know. She was <laughs> she and was, was bought it, and paid for. <laughs> and was it you and Tim that got fed up with Maddie Boy at that point and just stopped acknowledging him? And you were just fed up. Well, he was. He was. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think I stopped acknowledging him. I think I just kept uh, getting my little digs in. Right. Yeah, you like, just gave what, up on. What him. is you're wrong like, with yeah, you? Yeah. You're like I've given up on you. I've given up on. Yeah. You. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're dead to me now. That, what, that's what, what is it was. wrong with you? You're dead to me. That's what it was. Well, if you can't, <laughs> if you're gonna complain, and you're not willing to do something about it, right? Like, come yep. on, it, it's yep. uh, you know, the least you could do is pretend to be a musician, and then then it's easy, right? That's right. Apparently. You know that. Apparently, well, apparently <laughs> allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember. So I remember the days of Bullet Belt. Oh my God! Yeah, she was a train wreck too. See, uh, and Andy chose. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that the girlfriends that he kept for extended periods were decent, right? Like of course, one yeah. was a student. But in in the interim, when he was flying solo, some of the I, I believe that the the woman that I kicked off stage off the stage, um, I believe that that was someone he had been. Uh, <laughs> sleeping with and <laughs> but as well you know i remember after that show that that woman that i kicked off another guy that i had invited to the show he was like so uh who who was the homeless lady on the stage because <laughs> she was a giant she was taller than she was she must have been six three six four and just built like a like a like a big big tree you know there it was and and i remember saying to andy no don't you know don't do her <laughs> Yeah, don't he's do like, it. And he's like, too late. <laughs> and I was, oh man. Uh, I remember back then she's, what he would have said was she wasn't homeless that night. That's right. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It was a wonderful if you, for folks who new listeners who don't know, AK is the voice at the beginning of every episode that screams legend mm-hmm. in my spare time, motherfucker. Uh, mm-hmm. He did that live verbatim during one of the episodes with yourself on it. Um Yeah, oh yeah, that was I brought him in. Um he didn't really have much to say usually, but he did do that scream very well. 
Yeah, I remember he was talking about wanting um uh he wanted to, he he wanted a foreskin was the joke he tried to make, but he said he wanted a what did he say? Remember he said something wrong and it was um uh anyway, he 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 mixed it all up and it was just kind of out there and nobody ever noticed. Um oh dear. Way to go, Lee. Yeah. Good story. Um uh, but um he, he was just wild. We used to love talking to him. I mean, we you know, we didn't we did a lot of damage to his reputation in the podcast days, my friend. <laughs> well, no. No, man. We didn't damage that. We we just <laughs> We, we just, just reported on it. it. Yeah, we just we re- just reported what was happening. That was more. Yeah, that was like reporting the news. This was fact. That, those were factual things for the most part. I remember going into the one bar and seeing spray like written on the wall that AK has herpes. <laughs> yeah, that might have been me, and that was definitely our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of us that wrote it. Well, probably. I, I think, Let's be honest. I know yeah. I would. <laughs> we just have. We used to just have such a fun time. Uh, doing this show, and it's nice that we can now use technology to kind of catch up and do reunion ones, and you know, um, yeah, man, means they're e- this this realize this shows us how easy this was technically to do. So, oh, it was oh, an hour would fly by. It yeah, was, uh, you know, I remember some sometimes we would do two, right? We would do yeah. uh, you'd stop the recording and then and then just start another one because we were right in the zone, right? Yeah, like back then because it was hard to get us together. You remember? Um. We didn't always get, we weren't always able to get together every week. So when we did, we'd do like a double and record two of those yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, do as much as we could. We had, uh, we had, we had uh, like things that we wanted to talk about written down. I know that you wanted to go over and stuff like that. Things that would just cause reality. We tried some things that didn't work. Yeah, I sure um, do. Yeah, sometimes things didn't work, but uh, yeah, it we was got, a good time. We man. got picked up by a couple of internet radio stations in our lifetime. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Train wreck now, radio. Is that, is that still happening? Yeah, is that stuff still happening at all? I or? don't know that it ever happened at all, at all. But no, oh, really, I don't think so. I'm not sure that it ever started. I think the station ended pretty quick. Um, okay. We did the amazing live show at Flanagan's. That yep. was one where we didn't hit record. Um, yes. But I remember you were <laughs> running around with the mic, and we had a wild night. Um. Oh. Oh. I think you're back. Oh yeah, there you are. But yeah, that's one of those. Remember, we had the dudes that didn't speak English, and we were getting them to say funny shit for us. The uh, the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were from the Dominican. They were they were they were amazing musicians, but the accent it was the funniest thing was hearing hearing them do their songs, and uh, and they just couldn't get rid of that accent, right? Like so, I loved it. They were the bomb. They, they, yeah, man. And to see another group that's using bongos. Yeah, I remember you're like, he got bongos too, and I was like, all right, Jeff, yeah. calm down. But he had they they did like the proper Latin beats, right? So I uh, I learned some things from watching him. Yeah, we that I think that's what that boathouse era we we all learned so much. Yeah, man. Some of it good, oh, dude, some of I, it bad. If, yeah, if I could go, that that was, I would have I would have started going much here. Had I known yeah. that that even existed, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I'd say I was probably a year, maybe two years behind I behind the were, game. Yeah, then, yeah, because that's kind of when yeah, you I entered. Can... I was the kind of looking like, who's this big handsome motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> oh Matt. Oh yeah. Matt. Oh Matt. But yes, we had oh, some. Shit. It's been wonderful to catch up. We should keep doing it off more often. Um, Absolutely. You should come with the sermon again. I think you should prepare a sermon for next time. 
I think I can do that. I can e- I can even pre-record one and send it to you if you'd like. It's good to me. Because if you if you can pre-record one and send it to me, we can put one on like every episode. You know? Yeah. If you want to, absolutely. if you're down for it. Especially in this current draw this current time where I'm unemployed and you're locked in your house. Well, I'm locked in my house too. But now's the time. If you think of shit, just start speaking into your voice thing, send it to me, and then the listeners can hear from you because I'm sure they'll love that. Yeah, I can absolutely. I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. That uh, gives me some purpose uh, in, this, in this time of quarantine. This sucks, man. Well, Rev, your people need you, man. Think of how the people feel. It's been 10 years since they've had a sermon from their reverend. Yeah, I guess so. That is, that's a long minute. You have failed. The, you have failed the people. You have failed this city. I dropped the ball, man. You did. I know I did. And I dropped I'm the ashamed. ball literally. <laughs> but you're back. Well, yeah, you, it's been. A, yeah, we're back. Come on. And if we you were, do another we one, really gone. And then if you do another one in like a week, you're still beating Dave K. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good old Dave. Uh, well, he's in a band again, though, too. Eh? He's he's uh, I don't know. Casey and the Funshine Band or something like that. That sounds like fun. I guess. I don't know. I was going to go see him the one time, but uh, I forget. What, I think actually I had a gig that night as well. Well, so I remember recently I was in Canada and I did that played that that one place, whatever it was called. And you showed up yeah. and that was a beautiful experience. There was a picture we took of us, which I'll include for, yeah, the, for the artwork of this episode. Um, but yeah, you yeah know, n- nine, ten years later, it's been a dream. The Rev Davies, who would have thought all those years ago, sitting in that tiny little room, Yelling into microphones, drunk that we drunk, still, yeah. That we do another Matt, one ten years later. Yeah, Matt Cave one point and yep. no, it's uh, I don't even know what version you're working on. Right now, now we're in the, we're not right now we're in the, the Matt Cave four I believe. Four point oh, okay, yeah. and it's yeah. the prettiest one because it's the toy room too. Nice. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's where you did the concert from, which was excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I'm going to do another one on Monday, so tomorrow at time of recording. Monday evening, Sweet. I'm going to pop another one. So I started, I I started a watch party for that when you were while you were playing. I don't know if you can see this stuff. Um, it pops that, up for a I, brief second, but it doesn't tell me much. It'll just say like Jeff Davies shared, and then it'll stop. Like it doesn't give me a lot. But I did see yeah. a lot of likes come up from people I didn't know. Yeah, man. I, I think I had about a dozen, at least a dozen people that joined it. Um, and uh what was it but i couldn't comment after that so once you start the watch party i all my likes and comments none of it none of it showed up on your feed all right because it only shows up in your watch party i guess yeah that sucks man yeah, i know these things it, but it was fun i enjoyed it i'm gonna keep doing them because i ain't fucking going anywhere so yeah exactly yeah nobody's doing these days yeah so if you see that share it again and we'll do another one tomorrow evening um sounds good Dude, take care of yourself and all your family and everyone. Be safe. And I love for you to finish because we like, okay, longtime listeners will know we always fuck up the ending to this show. The guests never get it right or I fuck it up a lot. You'll remember I used to fuck things up a lot. I remember one, uh, just to get quickly sidetracked. I do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I do it on purpose to fire you up. I remember one episode. It was almost, it was like almost literally six seconds in and I stumbled like three times and you went, it's a fucking train wreck as you were laughing. Um, so that's kind of how these things used to go. But we can now have a proper finish. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt Lees. And I'm the Red Davies. And that's where you say your thought. You know the thing I fucked up? If you can't be decent, at least be sanitary, people. Stay safe out there. Get the fuck off of my podcast, baby. Legend in my